Divorce Detox features raw, unfiltered conversations with divorce coach Lisa Happ and family law attorney Jolie Vackey. Learn how to cope, heal, and thrive while navigating the inherently flawed family court system. Enjoy candid conversations with the hosts and their expert guests as they discuss the dirty details about divorce and co-parenting. It's time for Divorce Detox. Welcome to Divorce Detox with Lisa and Jolie. We host a weekly podcast where we dish all about the dirty details of divorce, co-parenting, and how to cope, heal, and thrive while navigating the inherently flawed family court system and separating from your ex. We are your hosts, certified divorce coach Lisa Happ of Lisa Happ Coaching and family law attorney Jolie Vackey, the founding attorney of Foundations Family Law and Mediation Center. This is episode 22 of the Divorce Detox podcast. Today, Jolie and I will be discussing the best questions to ask when you begin your divorce journey and you are consulting with an attorney for the first time. I think this is a great topic for us to be talking about this time of year, Lisa, because as you know, um, a lot of women are waiting to get through the holidays to file for divorce. You know, um, there's a lot of family pressure and societal norms that are taking over this time of year. And so just adding one more thing as big as a divorce on as on top of that never ending list is just like too much. And so a lot of women are putting it off for the new year. And this makes sense because, you know, at the new year, it's a time that we reevaluate our life and see what changes we can make and um, to make our life better and letting go of crappy toxic relationships usually is at the top of that list. (laughs) Yes, I totally agree. When I work with clients, I hear from an awful lot of people from December 26 to mid-January who are ready to do exactly that, to let go of their crappy toxic partner. I know when I was getting divorced, I did the same thing. I held out. I knew I couldn't take it another minute, but I held out until after Christmas. I didn't want my kids to always remember Christmas is when their mom told them they were getting divorced. But then what happened was Christmas came and went and I woke up on December 26th and was like, okay, but now what do I do? I didn't know where to go or where to start. Your first step was an attorney, but then I didn't know what to ask them. So I think this is a perfect way to lead into the new year. Yeah, that's great. And I just want to mention this is a little bit of a tangent, but um, when you file for divorce, I I mean, it's obviously a huge decision when you decide to file for divorce. But when you make that decision and you go to file, things don't happen automatically. Family court is a very uh, slow process. And, you know, you can file and then you have to wait for the court to docket your um, your case and to get your summons back to you in the mail so you can have your spouse served. So um, just because you file, even if it is, you know, around the holidays, things aren't going to actually happen until 
weeks later. So I like just to put out that caveat because it's not, it, you know, really common knowledge, I don't think for people. Um, and then also when you get your summons, you have in, at least in Massachusetts, you have up to 90 days to have your spouse served. So there could be a lot of lead time between, you know, filing and actually having any movement in the case. So I like to just note that. Um, but yeah, when you're talking to, um, clients um visa and they're asking you you know okay i'm going to go and meet with some divorce attorneys um do you have a list of like questions that you offer to them for recommendations when they are interviewing around yes i don't actually have like a formal list because everybody i think their situations are so different and i work with people all over the world but the I, there are some things i always suggest they do and the first thing I say to my client is to talk to at least three attorneys, especially if they don't have a lot of experience with anything in the legal system, just so they get a feel for each one. And the first thing, they're often nervous because this is a very big, like nerve wracking time. It's uncomfortable. It's uncertain. And they've maybe never had to sit in an attorney's office and talk to them before. So you tell them to look at it like a first date. Instead of wondering, does this attorney like me? Is this going to ask yourself, do I even like them? Do I like this person as a human being? You're going to spend a lot of time with this person. So it's important that you actually like them as a person. The next question, I actually added this one after I met Julie, is does the attorney want to hear your story? Often attorneys do not want to be involved in the emotional side of divorce, which is where I come in or another coach could come in or a therapist, but they need to know a little bit about you and your story. And if you're trying to tell them like what has been going on and all the struggles you've been through and they're scrolling on their phone, that would be somebody I would probably not choose. I think it's important that they know your story and it helps them fight harder for you. And Jolie is actually the one that told me that. I spoke to her on the phone. We had a friend introduce us last year, I think. And that was one of the first things she said to me. And I instantly knew that I loved her. She was like, I instantly was like, she's going to be fabulous for my clients. Because she said to me, I really want to know their stories. That's what helps me fight hard for them. I want to understand. That's pretty rare from my experience. Across the world, attorneys do not always want to know that, but it's very important to choose an attorney who does want to know. And are they attentive? I, like, are they paying attention to you? Are they making eye contact? You could tell when someone's completely distracted and not paying attention. Are they scrolling on their phone, answering emails? Make sure they're paying attention at this initial consult, because if not... That's a pretty good indicator that things are probably going to fall through the cracks in your case. Because in your consult, this is like their version of a sales call also. So if they're not paying attention, then it's not looking good for the rest of the time that you're working together. And another huge one, we are all busy. Maybe it takes people a day to get back to you. But if you're reaching out to attorneys you for consults and you can't schedule one, they're not getting back to you or they're calling you back weeks later. They're probably a great attorney. They're probably a great person, but they might just be overwhelmed at the moment and too busy to take your case. And again, this is their sales opportunity. So if they're taking that long to get back to you now, once you retain them, it's not going to get any better than that.
Those are all awesome tips, Lisa. And I really love that first one that you talked about. Like, do you actually like this person when you're you know, interviewing with them, because let me tell you, divorce cases, like I just, we were talking about earlier are not fast. They're going to take, you know, months, if not more. Um, and you're going to have a lot of conversations and discussions with your divorce attorney, and you're going to be sharing intimate details about your life. And you want to be able to be comfortable, um, and, and have a rapport with your divorce attorney, because these are really important issues and you just want to like them as a person and feel confident and feel confident that they're competent to represent you in court. Um, and thank you for your kind words about what you said about me. That's so sweet, Lisa. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that's important. And, and attorneys do have different styles. Some, you know, they really put up a, a wall, a boundary, because they don't want to get um, into the, um, the emotional details. So that's something that if it's important to you, you're not going to want to hire an attorney like that. Um, and I just have um, some tips as well from, you know, my experience. Obviously, I'm on the, the other side of this where, you know, I'm, I'm having the consult and, um, and potential clients are asking me questions. But some things I think are important for people to know is, you know, you want to ask what their is experience is um, in different types of divorce. So, I mean, there are different ways to get divorced. You can go through mediation. Um, you can file an uncontested divorce. You could file a contested divorce and do attorney negotiations and settlement, or you could go to trial. So ask the attorney, you know, what, what usually is the outcome of your case? What strategy do you usually default to? Um, it's good to know and ask your potential attorney if they're familiar with the county that their case is going to be filed in. Do they have um, experience with the judge, the judges in that county? If your husband has hired an attorney already, have you had a case with them before? Um, these are, are, you know, good indicators that you don't need to check all the boxes, but they're just good questions to ask. Um, also, how are you going to be able to communicate with your attorney? So are you going to be emailing them, calling them, texting them? How are you going to be able to schedule appointments with them? Um, this is important to know. A lot of attorneys, especially family law attorneys, are infamous for being terrible getting back to their clients. I hear this all the time. A lot of people end up coming to me as their second attorney because they're not happy with the lack of response that they get from their first attorney. So you want to ask them, you know, if I send you an email on Monday morning, when can I expect a response back? Um, and if they're if they're vague, they don't know, or if it's not an acceptable turnaround time for you, you're going to be disappointed. And the thing with family law is usually when you have an important question, you don't want to wait around days or have to keep calling to get a response. That is, you know, nobody would like to be in that position. So there should be a system in place where even if your attorney is in meetings or a deposition or in court, there's somebody else like maybe a paralegal or um, an associate attorney who can at least, you know, tell you message received, you know, the attorney is doing this and we'll get back to you at this time. So they're not just ghosting you, you know, like, you're in the queue, but you just don't want to be left hanging there. So 
how do they communicate? And then also, like I said, how do you schedule meetings with them? Um, with my clients, I have, you know, a Calendly link that I send to all of my clients and they can go right into my schedule and schedule either a 30 minute or a 60 minute meeting with me and they know I'm going to be available and they can do that without having to even contact the office, which is really nice. So asking about that. Um, again, like asking about who's going to be working on my case. If there's a lead attorney, is there like a team that's going to be involved? Is there a paralegal? Is there um, a backup attorney? Like who are the people that I can anticipate talking to about my case and being knowledgeable about my case? Um, another thing that's extremely important that you want to ask about is um, the legal services agreement. So this is the contract that you sign to hire your attorney. Um, obviously, you're going to want to know the basics. You're going to want to know how much is my attorney's hourly rate? How much are the other people working on my case going to be charging? So a paralegal or an associate attorney? What's my retainer amount and how often do I have to replenish that retainer? Um, almost every client asks me, how much do you think my case is going to cost? And I mean, I can only give a ballpark estimate, but if any attorney gives you a firm number, unless they're doing your divorce for a flat fee, they are lying to you because none of us can ever predict how a case is going to progress. We don't know how long it's going to take. We don't know if it's going to settle. We don't know if it's going to go to trial. So they should be giving you some kind of a range based off of different um, outcomes. But if they give you a, a, a solid number, that's not true. So <laughs> that'd be a red flag to me. Um, but also there's other components in your legal services agreement you're going to want to look at. Like, what is the, the minimum billing that your attorney is going to do? Is it, you know, 0.1 of an hour, 0.2? Some people have different um, policies on this. Do they charge for travel? How much? Um so these are all like things that people might not, you know, it might be not intuitive to them. So I just like to bring them up. Um, but th these are things that you should be asking about and looking at when you finally get your legal services agreement to sign. So those are the, some of the things that come to mind for me, Lisa. Divorce Detox is sponsored by Lisa Hap Coaching and Foundations Family Law and Mediation Center. Lisa Happ is a certified divorce, narcissistic abuse, grief, and life coach. She guides women in abusive, toxic, and narcissistic relationships through the divorce process and beyond to help transform and transmute their fear around their divorce and leaving a relationship to confidence and calmness. Together with Lisa, you can clear the fog and emotional chaos you're experiencing by setting boundaries finding your voice, and reclaiming life and your power. No matter where you are in the process, she is here to support you every step of your way. You can find her at lisahap.com. Foundations Family Law and Mediation Center is a solutions-oriented boutique law firm based in Worcester County, Massachusetts. They represent clients and mediate divorces in both Massachusetts and Rhode Island. The philosophy of Foundation's family law is to resolve family law conflicts as painlessly and peacefully as possible. They firmly believe that something beautiful can be made from something broken, and they will be with you every step of the way to build a solid foundation for the future you deserve, filled with freedom, stability, and peace of mind. 
If this resonates with you and what you are looking for in a family law attorney or mediator, be sure to check out Foundations Family Law online at foundation, foundationsfamilylaw.com. Lisa is extremely generous and is offering a free coaching session for all new Foundations Family Law divorce clients. And the magic really happens for our clients when they choose to work with both of us through our Divorce Detox Signature Program. If you retain Foundations Family Law for your legal matter and purchase a coaching package with Lisa Hap Coaching, you will get a free bi-monthly call with both of us to ensure that your legal strategy and emotional healing are in alignment and helping you to reach your ultimate goals. Yeah, the one thing that just popped into my head when the, you were talking about the legal services agreement is weekends. Many attorneys will not get back to you on the weekend. So I always recommend my clients just check in and ask because some will. Jolie will often return emails on the weekends. There's usually a higher fee for their time on the weekend. So that option is there for emergencies. When something, when the shit hit the fan, something big went down and you need help now. And so I encourage my clients to ask about weekend availability and also hire an attorney that has an option for a weekend, even if maybe the paralegal is checking or somebody on their team is checking and somebody has access to your attorney on the weekend, just in case. Yeah. I mean, family law never stops because life never stops. So it doesn't matter if it's an evening or a holiday or a weekend. You know, I have to arrange for coverage like when I go on vacation. So these are all things that are are good to know. Um, and for example, like in, in my firm, um, if you if we respond to you or work on your case after hours, we charge time and a half. So that means that there's the availability to do it if, you know, the situation arises. But we do also don't want to encourage it because we also want to try to have some, you know, um, life work balance so we can um, be the best we can be, um, you know, when we're in court and everything like that. Um, but that's a good thing to to ask about is after hours coverage and weekends and things like that. Yeah, these are great. I'm trying to think. I feel like you covered all of them. You did so amazing. That was so helpful. I'm trying to think, but I don't feel like anything else is popping into my head. How about you? Um, the only other thing I could think is maybe like, what kind of strategy does the attorney lead with? Um, you know, are they um, gearing up for lots of discovery and depositions right from the get-go to, you know, prep for trial? Um, some attorneys lead with more of an aggressive kind of strategy. Um, others are more focused on settlement, trying to, you know, um, negotiate a favorable settlement for their client from the beginning and working with, you know, opposing counsel um, to get, you know, exchange documents so that you can have those settlement communications early on. Um, so, you know, everyone kind of has their own style. So you want to want to ask the attorney, you know, what their, you know, preferred strategy is and make sure that gels with you. There's all different kinds of family law attorneys, which is good because there's all different kinds of people that are getting divorced. So you're going to want to find somebody that aligns with you, um, how you want your divorce to go, how you want to be represented. Um, and just ask these questions and and get the information, see what the attorney says. And um, and I love what you said, Lisa, you know, at least talking with three different attorneys. And I mean, a lot of family law 
attorneys do charge for their consults. Um, but it is worth it for sure, because you want to have options and you want to be able to pick from the best of those options. Um, I've heard so many times that people just, you know, relied on the recommendation of a friend or a neighbor or coworker or something for whoever did their divorce. But like we were just talking about, people have different styles and maybe somebody who worked for your friend or your neighbor won't work for you. So it's so important to talk to the actual attorney, get to hear their answers, make sure you vibe and you get along and then pick the one that really resonates with you the most. I think that's the most important part. I agree. I think you said it perfectly. Like you have to align with them. Align with them and like them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I mean, it's not like you're going to the dentist and they're just working on your teeth. Like you talk to your attorney a lot. So like I said, you don't want to be every time you have to talk to them, you don't want to cringe and be like, oh, they're so miserable. I don't even want to talk to them. That's not going to help you in your divorce case. <laughs> not at all. No, you want to be with like you would hang out with them if they weren't your attorney. Like I always feel like make it somebody you'd want to grab coffee with or go for a walk with that you yeah, like. And, yeah. Absolutely. Because I mean, there is a lot of downtime in court. Like we have to wait around like, you know, to, for our case to be called or for mediation or whatever it is. And so I just love being able to just talk normal life stuff with my clients and getting to know more about them personally and like sharing information, like, you know, about my family and what we're up to. And it's just, it's nice to have that more personal connection too, um, than always just talking about, you know, divorce and legal stuff all the time. Um, it's nice to just kind of shoot the shit and have like a normal conversation. You want to be able to do that with your attorney too. I agree. And it helps with the stress while you're in court. If you can. Yes. And I will say, Jolie and I have clients together and they all really like being in court with her. So thank you. They like being in court with you. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that. That makes me happy. I mean, court day is really stressful. So like I do try to make it as in, like as painless as possible. I mean, ultimately, a lot of things are out of my hands and control, but I, I focus on what I can control. And that's like my personal conversations and connections with my clients and making sure they feel prepared and supported. So those are all things that we can do. But you know, the judge is another story. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate everything you do. And I know they do too. Oh, thank you, Lisa. And I'm so excited. Should we tell our audience about our new project that's coming in 2024? Do you want to give them a little teaser on that? Absolutely. So we've been playing with this idea for a little bit, and we are going to be offering a bi-monthly webinar, Divorce, Detox, A Deeper Dive. So we'll be inviting guests. Jolie and I will be chatting, going a little deeper into the topics we go into on here. And what else? I'm trying to think. Did I miss anything? Yeah. And so it, you, you hit the basics. So yeah, it'll be bi-monthly on Zoom. It's going to be a webinar. So you can register in advance. Um, and if you can't show up live, then the recording will be emailed to you. Um, but there will be a special like crash course that we do in each of the webinars. The first one we're going to have is on Thursday, January 11th, 2024. And it'll be at 5.30 p.m. on Zoom. And in that one, we're going deeper into divorce financials. And that's with CDFA Vicki Johnson. We've had her on our podcast before. 
Um, so we're very excited for that. And we'll have an opportunity for the guests to ask questions live too. So um, we're just excited to offer this bigger, you know, um, more expanded format to you. And so we can answer more of your questions and see what's on your mind. So yeah, we'll put the info in the uh, show notes for this episode and we'll be posting them on all the socials too as well. Yes, we are so excited to be able to, to go deeper and also answer real live questions that you might have. Yeah, more interactive with the audience because Lisa and I love talking with each other. We could talk all day and with our guests too, but we want to get you more involved. And this is why we thought this webinar version would be something fun to try out. So please join us and we'll let us know if you like it. I think that does it for our show today. So tune in again next week. Thanks so much for tuning into Divorce Detox with Lisa and Joe Lee. If you enjoyed the show and want to help us create more content, please be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. You can also follow us on Instagram at Divorce Detox Pod. Please note that the information shared during the podcast is for informational purposes only and does not create any type of attorney-client or coach-client relationship. Please consult with a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction for legal advice specific to your case.